Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Real-Time Enterprise channel on Vantic TV, our video and podcast series of interviews with thought leaders and practitioners in digital transformation and the real-time enterprise. My name is Blaine Matthew, and I'm Chief Marketing and Product Officer at Vantic. Note that you can reach either myself or the guest by sending a note to realtime at vantic.com, and we will be more than happy to follow up. Joining me today for this podcast-only episode of Vantic TV is Laura Sassiri, founder at Supply Chain Insights, where she works with supply chain leaders to take teams to higher levels of excellence. Laura has over 35 years of supply chain experience. She was an industry analyst at Gartner Group, AMR Research, and Altimeter Group. Prior to that, she spent 15 years building supply chain software at Menugistics and Descartes Systems Group, and 20 years as a supply chain practitioner at P&G, Kraft General Foods, Clorox, and Dryers, now a division of Nestle. Laura is also the author of two books on supply chain management, Supply Chain Metrics That Matter, and also Bricks Matter. Wow. Thanks for the time, Laura. I think this is going to be an interesting conversation. Well, good. Let's get on with it. All right. So tell us a bit more about Supply Chain Insights. What does this organization do? We're a research firm. Uh, we triangulate the market on new technologies. We help business leaders to basically understand where technology is headed. So you and I both worked for Gartner. Gartner focuses more on IT. I help line of business leaders. I also do quantitative research studies and I use my LinkedIn panel of 282,000 followers around the world to do quantitative research. And I do qualitative research projects for business users that are interested. And I coordinate some share groups to help people to understand next generation technologies. We have one on network of networks, which is blockchain and cognitive computing, and one on the redefinition of demand planning, which is looking at cognitive computing and um, you know, how we can change demand processes. Wow, interesting. And it sounds like you also hold the uh, summits. I know there was a recent Supply Chain Inside Global Summit. Tell us about yeah. that. Uh, we do it annually, and there are three parts to the summit. One, we celebrate supply chains to admire award winners. These are companies mm. that beat their peer group in driving improvement and performance and value. It's a methodology we've been working on for five years. And so this year, L'Oreal and Rockwell spoke, and then we uh, focus on digital innovation, and I handpicked digital innovation case studies. And then we focus on how do we redefine the organization to make a pivot, make a digital pivot, drive new value. And so those are the three goals. It's a different conference in that I handpick the speakers. There are no sponsors, and it's about... 40% presentation, about 50% um, networking, and about 10% education hmm. uh, around different ideas. So we'll take an idea, we'll educate on, you know, maybe it's open source technology, what's Kafka, what's Apache Spark, how does that change whatever we're talking about. And then we'll have a case study, and then the groups are assigned to roundtables with people they don't know. And 
Uh, they talk about how that affects their operations, and then we have dialogue about it. So it's a different format than most uh, conferences that you go to. Interesting. And how many supply chain uh, practitioners would generally come to this conference? Uh, 60 to 80. Okay, so it's a really small, tight group where you get good interaction. Right, and usually the people that come are innovators. Uh, so uh, it's a you know, very focused group. It is global. Uh, about 15% are uh, European and about 5% are Asian. Uh, but that's what we do. We do it once a year. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Well, I want to touch on those innovators and some of the technologies you talked about in a minute. But to start with, it, as I was looking through your history and you've, you've published a lot of content, written two books, you, you write uh, some really interesting blog postings. One of your books is called uh, Bricks Matter. Do they matter anymore? Is, uh, or as, as, as things become so virtualized now, why do, why do bricks matter? Well, the supply chain is all about atoms right? And uh, e-commerce has been all about electrons. And, uh, you know, we have to have physical goods to sell, you know, even though we're morphing to services and 3D printing allows us to change some of the atoms of the supply chain. Assets will drive atoms, right? The making, the manufacturing, the distribution. And so um, bricks do matter. Where we put our bricks, how we use our bricks, what our brick strategies are, they matter. No doubt at the end of the day, people still need to get their products, right? No matter, no matter how this and, and increasingly, you know, faster, more efficiently, more in, in real time. And, and uh, I'm sure many of your clients are pushing, as you said, they're innovators pushing the leading edge of some of these practices. Right. So speaking of those practices, what were, I guess, what were some of the key uh, things that jumped out at you from your recent conference, key takeaways or insights? Well, my key insight is that different companies are trying to drive digital innovation using different strategies. And they're struggling because change management is hard. Uh, one company talked about design thinking, short sprints, and their focus is really on solving hairy problems, but their organization struggles with fail forward. Hmm. And, you know, a sprint's very different than a traditional project as is in 2B state. And people are glued to the concept we have best practices, which we don't, uh, because if you look at supply chains, 95% of companies are stuck. So we've got changing practices. And so how do we change those practices? So we were talking about those organizational change management issues. Second company was focused more on scuba teams. And the scuba teams were uh, diverse sets that were focused against a business problem to go deep and they were funded. Hmm. And uh, that team had no boundaries to go deep on those concepts. The third group uh, was more of an IT-led organization out of Centers of Excellence. So three different approaches and it was interesting to contrast the differences of the approaches. I don't think any one worked better than the other. I think all three of them are facing some very serious change management issues. Wow, interesting. I'd never heard of this notion of a scuba team before. I'm actually a scuba diving instructor, and I've never, this is the first time I've heard of this concept of applying, you know, some of the, some of the notions there in the business domain. So I'm gonna have to, I'm gonna have to do more research and reading on that. That's really interesting. 
but you mentioned go, going deep. I presume that's the basic concept is you, yes. you, you've got some funding and you're really focused on, on going deep into a problem and fundamentally solving it. Is that sort of the concept? That's the concept. Hmm. And you have to come up before you run out of air? Yes, that's right. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to definitely check that out. Uh, in, interesting. So you, you brought up IT-led organizations, and uh, I guess it does bring up the perennial question of, you know, supply chain leaders, I think, tend to be more akin to the maybe the OT side of, of the organization. But then there's always should digital transformation be led by, you know, IT or OT or the business side? What's your thought on this on this question of IT led organizations versus business led and who's going to be who's fundamentally responsible for driving this? I think it's business led. I think uh IT is uh, very much, uh, you know, trying to keep existing systems, you know, afloat. And uh, I think that IT-led transformation can't stick. So I wrote an article about that, and I strongly believe that it needs to be business-led. Now, does that mean the, you know, the, the supply chain management organization should be uh, sort of spinning up their internal IT group, their OT group, and trying to go around IT, which I think happens fairly often, or should they be trying to work with IT? Um, they need to be working with them. Uh, it's really very much about putting them on a scuba team or putting them on a sprint, but you know, it's very much about business-led. Really needs to be led by business leadership. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I've heard that we've, uh, you know, I've attended a couple of supply chain management conferences in the last year. And, and when I talk to these practitioners, what they fundamentally tell me is, yes, they want the IT side to be their, their partner at the table, but there's frankly not a lot of trust in, in the group that they can actually get something done mm -hmm. in a timely manner and not be, uh, you know, a, a helper instead of a hindrance. Right. Things happen. You, do you hear that as well? I do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's a challenge. So that some of what you've said touches on the the topic of change management, which I know you write a lot about. What do you what are some of the keys, I guess, to uh, you know to successfully driving the kind of change that these leaders need to drive? Well, we've got to start with an outcome, right? So a lot of discussion was on: Are we trying to drive digital or transformation? And the net outcome is we're trying to drive transformation and digital is a means to the end. Yep, I think that's a really good, a really good way to put it. Uh, a really good way to put it. That, that makes a lot of sense. At the same time, you mentioned, you've already mentioned, you know, you mentioned Kafka and Spark, you mentioned cognitive technologies, you mentioned blockchain. So you, you've thrown out a few, uh, you know, a few of the technologies that are sort of pushing the envelope of digital transformation. Mm -hmm. Is Do supply chain practitioners know anything about these technologies or do they have to know something about them? Most of them are struggling to catch up. They feel like they all feel like they're behind and they're struggling to catch up, but they do need to know about them to be able to drive the leadership. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about, what do you think are, are the two or three biggest technical drivers of change in supply chain these days? We mentioned a couple of technologies in, a minute ago, but uh, I think I know there are others as well. What are, your, what are you seeing as really some of the biggest uh, things that are, going to be, that are going to be pushing change across supply chain over the next five years, call it? Well, I think we're at an inflection point where we will redesign uh, supply chain planning and um, ERP types of investments will become legacy as we focus on the redefinition of the autonomous supply chain. So I think that, you know, we've got a lot of fun stuff getting ready to happen. Tell me a little bit more about the autonomous supply chain. What, is, what does that mean, actually? It's in a supply chain that sense, learns, and acts. And so it's got a layer of semantic reasoning. It's got an ontology. We no longer have single ifs and single thens for rules. We can have learning rules. And we can, uh, you know, basically evolve, be much more agile. Hmm. What's your sense of what percent of, of you say, called major corporation supply chains are, are, are doing this today or anywhere near to what you would call an autonomous supply chain? Is this, is this just an idea or a science experiment or is anybody actually doing it in the real world yet? Well, we have 7% of manufacturers that are experimenting with uh, artificial intelligence, cognitive learning, um, hmm. and uh, looking at, you know, how do we catch up? Yeah, yeah, and those that seven percent—that's the leading edge right now. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. interesting. All right, so one of my favorite parts of the conversation is where I give the guests a chance to call BS on some aspect of conventional wisdom, where you know you think most of the thinkers are thinking in in one direction, and and you actually think it's a, a different direction. So, what is that? Uh, what is that for you? Where are you a contrarian? Well, I don't think we have best practices. I think we have traditional practices. Mm. And I think we've got to learn from the past to unlearn to rethink the future. And the unlearning is the hard part. Yeah, always tied down by legacy technology and legacy thinking. Yep, right? that's right. Yeah, very, yeah, right, right on, right on. All right, so any... Uh, key takeaways or tips for a business or supply chain leader that's trying to drive the you know, digital transformation in her business? Question the status quo, keep pushing and learn from what you're doing. Uh, you know, this is all about change and we're at an inflection point. So don't make long-term investments, uh, educate your team, question the status quo and go solve big hairy problems. <laughs> Sounds good. And obviously learn from experts like you. Well, thank you. You're welcome. So, all right. Well, that wraps it. Laura, thank you so much for joining us today for this uh, insightful conversation. Mm -hmm. If you're interested in learning and hearing more of Laura Sotz, can follow her on Twitter. You can also check out her personal website at supplychainshaman.com. And of course, you can go to supplychaininsights.com and reach out to me anytime at realtimeadvantic.com. Thanks so much. If you would like to subscribe to the podcast version of The Real-Time Enterprise, search for The Real-Time Enterprise on iTunes or SoundCloud. And if you are already listening to the podcast version of The Real-Time Enterprise, please leave a rating or comment and let us know how you are enjoying the show.